Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I'm a hospice social worker. And I'm Matt. Today, Today we're going to do another Matt Reads. Matt, would you like to explain the book that you're going to read for us today? I can't remember where I saw the review to this little story. I believe it's a children's book uh, by Joel Ackerman. It's called The Opportunity. And it's a story of a boy who's waiting for his ship to come in. All right. Take it away, Matt. A boy in a tree looked out to the sea. A sea which watched up to the shores of a city. A city which sat in the shade of a hill, whereupon stood one tree, which a boy lay in still. The boy lay there with purpose, real intent in his heart. The tree was his watchtower, its usual part. The sea was the object of the boy's constant gaze, but not for the reasons of other yesterdays. For a ship sailed that day to the city on the bay to pick up the boy and take him away. To make free and make fortune, to find lot and let fate direct the boy's course to a loftier state. So the ship the boy sought, and the, the ship sought he, called by her captain the opportunity. He dreamed of the day from the spot in the tree where he sat with his eyes ever fixed on the sea, scanning the line where the water meets air, in search of a ship to be caught in his stare. And as his eyes squinted through the scrutiny, there appeared a black dot on the edge of the sea. He flew from the tree in one overjoyed bound, and soon was halfway in descent of the mound. But the boy with a thought that turned him around, making back towards his spot to assure what he'd found, was not just a seabird he took for a brig when seen in an instant of the tree's falling twig. This ship, the boy thought, that I saw from the tree was just a wish-shapen dot on the depths of the sea. Perhaps what I saw was a cave below the brine, the grave of men taken once upon a time. Perhaps my night visions have invaded my day, like sailors see mermaids in that same kind of way. So back up the hill and back up the tree, the boy climbed for assurance of what he wanted to be. The boy sat in the tree with light in his eyes, searched the brim of the seas at the base of the skies, retracing his glances for the blemish of dark he'd seen in an instant and took for the ark. He found it again, the very same spot, but the ship he had seen looked just like a dot. He waited a tick through the branches he peeped as the dot took shape of, the sh of a ship on the deep. The boy on the wreath of the tree's leafy curtain heard himself breathe as its shape grew more certain. The truth of the sloop could be questioned no more as she cut through the waters and came for the shore. The ship was real as the bark on the tree, which was oak like the ship the boy saw on the sea. Now the boy granted himself a small smile. He'd set sail for fortune on the sun set in a while. So like a bird's lights from a crow's nest he leapt to the ground and the dreams from the sleep he had kept. But now doubted, it seems, on his haste down the hill, a 
The thought caught the boy and wasted his will. Though surely a ship on this the right boat, he thought tied a knot like a rock in his throat. Is this tiny liner upon the briny swell the opportunity, and how can I tell? What if this ship is a skiff that I, th this skiff that I see? What if this skiff's not the ship that seeks me? But a ship with no name, not the opportunity. And the boy's visage grew sullen and pale. And the answer arrived like a bird on the gale. He knew he could know by the diet of the sail. For the tale of the ship, every boy had been told, of her ebony oak and her seals sewn of gold. His face flushed with hues of pink, and they'd been, as the boy to the tree rushed once again. Now waiting the time for his ship to come in, just close enough to capture the hint. The sails blowing in the wind, glowing golden in tint. He clambered up the tree as fast as he'd gone. His heart beat like the rhythm of the wave's distant song. Deaf to the din of the leaves in the wind, the boy studied the ship from the tree he was in. Discerning the distance from the ship to his hill, the boy calculated the minutes until the complexion of its sails could be determined as like leaves blew in the wind. The boy chewed his lip as her course was steered. Larger and larger grew the ship as she neared. And the sun slipped slowly through the pink skies. The gold of the sails reflected in the boy's eyes. Set in the pink face, which glistened in sweat. He'd left two times that day, but he hadn't left yet. And now a third time the boy set on his way. Down the tree, down the hill, toward the town on the bay. My ship will soon dock, the boy talked as he walked. And take me away, and make me my lot. And there the boy stopped with a miserable thought. But what if the captain, my captain, forgot? What if my ship never comes ashore? What if my captain doesn't want me anymore? What if the clipper I've dreamed about most sailed toward the town, but never reached coast? What if the ship had hailed from the stars and touched every seaport, never touched ours? Now what if the craft turned in its path and the waft of the wind never carried it in? What if the ship on the shore never lands? and crash my dreams like tides in the sand. So like the boy feared the clipper would do, he turned in his course to the tree that he knew. And that was the thought flowing through the boy's mind as slowly the hill, then the tree, the boy climbed. He took the same spot on his favorite limb. It was comfortable, he noticed, a good fit for him. The best place for sleeping, reading, daydreaming of the day that had come and the ship that was streaming toward the bay and the city in the shade of the hill with the tree and its boy who laid in it still. The sun coming down made the ship's silhouette golden sails faded black but he wouldn't leave yet. The boy had to see the ship dock with his eyes for fear that promise of fortune where lies. He felt sick to his stomach like he heard it would be when his legs left their land and took to the sea. Today he'd leave home and never return, the opportunity taken, a destiny earned. But the view he'd forsaken caught the boy once again. When sails were let down, his ship had come in, 
All doubts now departed. Hope reigned in their stead. His fears were behind him and had journeyed ahead. A last glance from his tree to the still sinking sun. Sure, the boy thought, now I'll have to run. But I know the roads to the boats that seeks me. True to its name, the opportunity. With a leap from his tree, the boy made his start. Down the hill, his feet raced with a pound in his heart. He stopped only once to his tree, made his part. The boy gazed a goodbye to his old faithful tree, his friend who had held him as he gazed to the sea. And there the boy turned to the f at the foot of the hill. At the edge of the town, he must steer his way still. Once more in a sprint, the boy made his way through the streets and the crowds more crowded today than the boy in years had ever recalled. He was slowly by throng and several times stalled. If it weren't for the crowds in this cursed place, he thought one time and stopped as sweat dripped from his face. Enough to catch his breath, which was short at his pace, but only for moments, and then he was gone, weaving his way through the roads he ran on. But never before did the street seem so long. He chose these roads with left traffic, he knew. Like fish through the reef, through the mobs, the boy flew. He thought as he ran of the ship in the bay, and leaving this land, for this was his way. To make free and make fortune, and find lot, and let fate direct his course to a loftier state. His lungs burned in his chest, and his legs burned below, but the boy kept on pushing, like he didn't know. He ran with his whole soul, he ran with his might, running from old and to a new life. And as his speed fell, so did the sun, and as he grew nearer, it grew harder to run. The sun sunk below the distant sea line, and his nose caught the breeze with the scent of the brine. He was there, and he pushed, and inside's a flame, the opportunity there by nature and name. As the boy reached the bay and the night overtook day, his hopes, fortune, the ship was sailing away. <laughs> it didn't, didn't hit me this hard when I was reading it to myself before. Uh, <clears throat> he ran out onto the dock, his mouth open to yell, but he sputtered and coughed, and hopeless he fell. Attempting to scream without breath made him choke as he lay on the dock, like tree and ship made of oak. When... <laughs> Jesus. Weird. When at last he caught breath and the ship was too far away to hear the boy she had sought, but she thought never came. His feet hung from the dock, his head hung in despair, with this boy's thought, I missed the opportunity, assuring it was there. An old man lies in a tree on the hill, overlooking a town where it's spoken of still. The night of the great sea level rise, from leagues of tears fallen from the boy's eyes. The end. Wow. <clears throat> Sounds like I read it, it twice pretty hard. And, I, I read it twice and it didn't fuck with me. What do you think about that? It makes you feel that way. I don't know. 
I know you said you didn't remember where you read about it. Do you remember what, what it was about the story that made you want to get it? I think maybe it was just people said it was moving and it had five stars and it had a good message. Or it had four stars. Well, it's clearly moving. <laughs> well, it didn't move me the first two times that I read it. <laughs> what? what uh, yeah, it's so weird. What do you find moving about it? What do you take from the story? What's the life lesson? <laughs> Grab your opportunities when you can. I've never heard of a ship only being a dock for five minutes, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> a ship being a what? Oh, in dock? Well, however long it took him to get through the town, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to read that last page over with. Read it again. Do a do-over. Read it again. Or not leave that one in there. Oh, I'm leaving it. Better not. <laughs> Sidebar, I'm definitely leaving that in. And I'm leaving it in because the rest of the conversation wouldn't make sense. But also, maybe more people are touched by this. So why not leave it in? Vulnerability is okay. An old man lies in a tree on the hill, overlooking the town where it's spoken of still. The night of the great sea level rise from the leagues of the tears fallen from the boy's eyes. Yeah, I thought my uh, Wizards and Trolls book was sad, but... That's pretty dark. That's pretty dark. It's pretty sad. Don't doubt yourself. I guess so. That must be the lesson. Any uh, parting thoughts? No, no. I think you can find it on Amazon if you're looking for it. That's where I got it. <laughs> you want to read the title and the author again? It's called The Opportunity by Joel Ackerman, illustrated by Anya Tomica. And the illustrations are pretty great. And the front page has got a sailboat with uh, some rough seas, it looks like. Looks like it's got some golden sails and some dark oak. Yeah. I don't see uh, one of those naked ladies on the front, though. No, what do they call those? I don't know, but they're going to be in peril at the sea if they don't have a naked lady. Right? They better not have any bananas on the boat either. <laughs> or women. <It's> bad <laughs> luck. <laughs> All right, well, that was another edition of Matt Reads. Matt Reads somewhat poorly, but gets through it. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a particular book that you would like, or a story that you would like Matt to read, please send it to us at someDayDeadPC at gmail.com. And I'll read it twice and be fine, and then I'll read it the third time and <laughs> start bawling. <laughs> and you can find us on Twitter at someDayDeadPC. Um, you can always rate, review, and subscribe. We love any kind of uh, feedback and promotion. That's, you know, this is uh, in a time of 2020. This podcast is not asking for anything from you except for your listenership. Uh, and possibly a rate and review and subscribe. So take that for what you will. I hope that your family and yourself are well, that you're healthy, that you're being in the moment and trying to be grateful for what you do have because you just never know when the next tragedy is going to strike. And unfortunately, that is when people actually remember to be grateful because it's easy to get sucked into complacency when everything's going okay. So grab onto your loved ones, grab onto your fur babies, give them big hugs. And until next time, unless you're dead before then, because someday <laughs> we'll all be dead. <laughs>